1: Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on LMFM Friday morning the 23rd of October Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am this is Michael Reed on LMFM It's been a remarkable 24 hours with government enjoying a victory over girls and women and their children in mother and baby homes.
0: I know the pain of being prevented from knowing my wider family It took me 15 years to track down my sisters Okay and they don't believe that I am a destroyer of lives, as was put to me by a director of an adoption agency oh right. and is yeah. constantly put to
1: us by two Susan Lowen of the Adoption Rights Alliance telling me yesterday why government picked the wrong fight and why its victory now means it's won the wrong battle. Then yesterday came the news that another nursing home tragedy was underway with an outbreak of coronavirus this time in Galway, a nursing home left high and dry, despite how we believed it would never happen again after Jalgan House. In Galway, one nurse looking after 28 residents for 72 hours, 26 have COVID, one has died. They have been begging in desperation for the HSE to help them for the last two days. They have not received the help. Sinn Féin's to Hardy. And now, women with cervical cancer appeal to the government to rethink its approach and treat them fairly.
0: Vicky Phelan has said that she is pleading with the Minister to redouble efforts to sit down again with the members of the 221 Plus group to identify an alternative solution of redress, which is what our members have asked for and what they deserve. This is what they deserve. Will you accept that there is a failure here to live up to the promise that you gave when you were Taoiseach that women would not be dragged through the courts and through an adversarial process? Will you accept that this has caused huge distress and upset for women and their families, all of which could have been avoided?
1: Sinn Féin TD for Dublin Fingal. Louise O'Reilly speaking in uh, the Dáil yesterday and Louise O'Reilly on at the Lime just now. And a very good morning to you and uh, thanks uh, for joining us uh, as always. Uh, it, it appears as though a tribunal into the cervical check controversy is to get underway on Tuesday. Uh, This has come as a a bit of a surprise to Vicky Phelan and others, albeit uh, under the circumstance uh, that this tribunal was originally scheduled to to get underway in March but the group, the 221 Plus group, met with uh, the Minister some six days ago and uh, this came as a bolt out of the blue to them that they had raised concerns with Stephen Donnelly and he seems to have disregarded those concerns.
0: Yeah, and uh, listening to the, the segment you played just there, I, I have to say, Michael, this hasn't been a great week for Irish women. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, there's plenty of weeks when, when I've been on your show and, and I think we've had cause to say it hasn't been a great week for Irish women, but with what happened in the doll yesterday, the decision to seal the records for institutional abuse survivors and uh, indeed the, uh, the disregard that appears to be coming from uh, government buildings to the women in the 221 Plus group. Uh, I do think it's very, very uh, regrettable. And again, you know, you hear the the whole genesis of the the cervical check scandal was that information about women about their own health was withheld from them. We see last night information, uh, you know, about about survivors of institutional abuse. You know, they're saying it's been withheld from them, and this is uh, about about women's rights to know about, uh, about about their own health and welfare and, and about their own stories. And uh, indeed, you know, but mm. I think uh, it was quite. Uh, it was quite telling. I mean, we all want this tribunal to go ahead. We all know that it is necessary. We know that there have been delays in establishing it, um, but it shouldn't go ahead until it's right. And I think that's the point that is. And just really explain to us
1: what's wrong. They're talking about uh, the adversarial nature of uh, this. Is it that women's stories are going to be tested?
0: I think uh, what Vicky is saying, and and what others have, other campaigners have been saying, is that. You know, the Taoiseach made an apology uh, when Leo Varadka was Taoiseach. He apologised to the women for, for the deceit and for the way that they were treated. And he did give a commitment that, uh, you know, that no woman would be dragged through the courts or would be forced into an adversarial process. But this process, as it has been designed, um, according to the 221 Plus group and to Vicky Thielen, is going to be an adversarial process. And, and that was what everybody said from the very beginning. They didn't want... I mean, if women want an adversarial process, right. they can go to the courts. And,
1: and uh, we know... What does that uh, mean, uh, though? Is, is it a question of your story against the other story? Uh, in this case, uh, the story of a woman who has a cervical cancer against the story of the labs?
0: That's uh, That appears to be the case. And, you know, I mean, according to, to Vicky Thielen, um, the judgment in the Ruth, Mar- in the the Supreme Court judgment in the Ruth Morrissey case, uh, does indicate that labs don't have to be involved. So I'm a bit dismayed. Now I don't have access to the advice that Minister Donnelly has from the Attorney General, of course, but I'm a bit dismayed. Uh, looking at this and thinking, why are the labs going to be involved if the Supreme Court has said they don't need to be? And again, I think what's needed here, Michael, is uh, a proper sit-down with the women from the 221+, and the families from the 221+, plus group, so that they can have an input into the tribunal. I mean, You know, I used to be a union official and we used to always say, nothing about us without us, you know. I mean, it it is a case of just bringing the women in and the families and, and, you know, having that discussion and making the tribunal sit for purpose. But as I understand
1: it, that's what happened. That's what happened six weeks ago. And uh, the women went through all of the concerns that they have and there are many of them by all accounts. And the minister, Stephen Donnelly, listened. He said he'd take them on board and feed that into the way that he would establish this tribunal Next thing, they get a letter saying uh, the tribunal is going to start in seven days' time, which, uh, as it turns out, will be on Tuesday of next week.
0: And I think that's uh, another, you know, another failing on behalf of the minister. He made the public announcement at the same time as the women were getting the letter. I think common courtesy is nothing else would dictate that the survivors uh, and that the uh, the 221 Plus group themselves would find out first. Um, I I don't think Mm. that that is necessary information to be in the public domain. I think, you know, if if you're sequencing this, well, then you bring in the people affected uh, first. Um, You know, I mean, according to Vicky Phelan, she was tweeting yesterday, the most affected are the last to know. I mean, that's not right. That's that's really not
1: right. And after listening to the women and uh, saying that uh, he'd uh, take uh, their concerns on board, he rejected all of their concerns. At least that's how the group feels. And that's what Vicky Phelan is saying. Uh, Now Vicky Phelan is saying that uh, she may advise people not to engage with this tribunal, which makes the whole thing nonsensical.
0: It, that that I think is is a place that uh, that the minister should not let this go. I mean, if you know, if somebody, a campaigner as uh, as as renowned as as Vicky Thielen, is going to recommend to the two two one plus group, or indeed the two two one plus groups themselves are going to recommend to the net to the members that they not engage with this tribunal, well then I would respectfully suggest to the Minister that the Tribunal is going to be a waste of time um i think now even be, even now you know i mean we know that uh, that the minister did agree yesterday he was bounced into it in a radio interview i think but he did agree to meet with with Vicky Feather uh, and the members of the 221 plus group before the the tribunal is formally established so there's still time um you know it's a bank holiday mm. weekend i know that um, although I I I don't think bank holidays really have the same meaning that they used to, make, yeah. um, you know. But I there, there is it is a bank holiday weekend, but I think notwithstanding that, I do think there is space uh, for people to meet. I mean, it is, and and Niki Feelin has pointed this out herself. You know, the tribunal is going to get up and running mm. according to the government in the middle of the most uh, extreme lockdown, uh, the highest level, level five. You know, which in itself, I suppose, is going to create problems. But I think at this stage, it's not too late to take on board the concerns of the women and to make this tribunal fit for purpose, because okay. it's pointless to have mm. a tribunal that the women themselves don't have trust in and that the women themselves aren't going to engage in. So I think the minister needs to go back. Uh, he needs to go back and listen to the women and, and to their families. And he needs to uh, he needs to, to, to come up with a solution that uh, is one that the women and the families themselves can get behind because that's what we all want. None of us want to see them drag through the courts. We want to see them get some justice via a non-adversarial process. That's what they were promised.
1: We heard you, Louise O'Reilly, a a moment ago raise uh, this in uh, the doll with uh, the tarnished uh, Leo Vratker and we'll hear just a a little bit of his response to you now which is in line with what you were saying, the Minister was saying.
0: The Minister for Health, Minister Donnelly, said this morning that he is happy to Meet again, engage with, listen to, and speak to, and sit down with um, the 221 group. Uh, and it is, of course, his judgment then as to whether or not uh, the government on Tuesday would make a decision to um, uh, to, to uh, defer the establishment
1: of the tribunal. Before Tuesday, it's Friday. Uh, as you say, it's a long weekend. Uh, this first came uh, into the public domain in 2018 through Vicky velan's High Court action. Uh, the tribunal is about to start, I presume. There's terms of reference and so on. Uh, can this change uh, in time? Is there the time to make the necessary changes that they're talking about? Sitting down and talking to the women about.
0: Well, let's look at it the other way. If uh, the tribunal, as it's currently constituted, isn't going to be supported by the very people that it was uh, that it's been established to help well, th- then there's no point to it. If, there, if the, the, the families and the uh, 221 Plus group and the women themselves aren't going to engage with it, then there's no point to it. I mean, I think we all had, and I was on your show at the time talking about this, uh, you know, in relation to the women, in relation to the way that they were treated the the entire country came together and said these women were treated appallingly, this shouldn't happen again. You know, they need to be listened to, they need to be respected. So you can't put disrespect into a tribunal and then expect that they're going to go and engage with it because that's what they're telling us. They're telling us this tribunal is not going to work for them. So I think the minister has no choice but to sit down, not just to listen and uh, to speak to, as the Tanishta has said, but to really meaningfully engage with the women, with the legal advice that is there and uh, to challenge the Attorney-General to come up with uh, the terms of reference for a tribunal that's going to work mm. for the women, for, the, for their families um, and indeed for the state. You know, it has to be something that, that is going to work and is going to function, but it has to be fair and it can't be an adversarial process because mm. I think these women have been through Enough, uh, and I don't think there's a person mm. uh, in, in the state who, who would want them to, to go through any more. I think we can say collectively these women and their families have been through enough. Mm. Now let's see if, if a process is there. If they want an adversarial process, Michael, they can go to the court. You know that that option is already open to them. This tribunal was supposed to take the uh, the the adversarial nature out of it, and uh, to give them an opportunity to, to to properly engage and to you know to get the justice that they have been looking for. It's already been uh, being delayed. You know, as you say, this first came to light in, in twenty eighteen. Yeah. For a long time it's been talked about. I think, you know, we owe it to the we owe it to the women, we owe it to the survivors, we owe it to their families, uh, to get this yeah. right. And I think the Minister needs to go back to the drawing board and come up with a tribunal that is uh, that is fit for purpose and one that the two two one plus group themselves feel comfortable recommending. Uh,
1: and you raised this issue in the doll. It's an issue uh, that uh, I think most of us would look on as a a scandal that rocked all of us. Uh, I think uh, most people were horrified by what happened to to women and how uh, they were failed uh, by the state and uh, how they have Uh, much reason uh, to look uh, for recourse. Uh, But you raised that issue in uh, the doll yesterday uh, in uh, the context of uh, the vote that was uh, about to take place on uh, the mother and baby homes uh, and indeed uh, the debates uh, that we've been hearing in the Shannon and in the doll over the last couple of weeks and the strong objection from uh, the campaigners to what the government is intending. I heard it uh, reported today that uh, the vote was a victory for the government. How does that figure
0: it was a victory for the government. It was a loss for the survivors of uh, institutional abuse. Um, I, last night, the, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in politics a few years now, and I was quite surprised at the, uh, the, the, the debate that happened in the doll. I know many people would have listened to, uh, my colleague Kathleen Function, who indeed was leading the opposition to this legislation, and she read out, uh, into the Doll record, as did uh, many of my Sinn Féin colleagues, uh, the testimony of survivors and how they were treated mm. and how they were dismissed and many of them have been contacting us. I've never received mm. uh, the, a volume of correspondence like it, over 5,000 emails mm. were sent and, uh, and indeed dozens of follow-up phone calls. I've mm. spoken to people at length. in well, relation. We could,
1: to we could, could hear the effect. emotion in Kathleen Function's voice. We listened uh, to the playback of that on the programme yesterday as she talked about a woman discovering her mother on her deathbed.
0: Yeah, and 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 her mother died a month later, mm-hmm. and and Kathleen herself said, you know, it was almost as if the 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 mother had hung on no, for uh, just for the opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, to to see her uh, her child, mm-hmm. and I think, you know. In the face of this, uh, you know, we have heard from um, the, the Green Party Minister, Roderick O'Gorman, uh, this morning on uh, on RTE, and mm. he said, you know, maybe he could have communicated better, maybe he could have listened more, maybe he could have engaged more. I really think, you know, the, the, the time for doing that, uh, you know, was mm. last week and, and in the weeks running up to this.
1: Well, well, the people who are at the centre of this story don't want the records to go into a database in Tusla, that's where they're going because that's what the government is doing to defy uh, those who are at the centre of it and they don't want the records then sealed for 30 years and that is what is going to happen Uh, and the victory uh, is against the people who don't want those records to be sealed for 30 years and they are the people uh, who gave birth in the homes, who were born in the homes and their relations and friends.
0: That's exactly it and uh those people have uh, the survivors have engaged with us. Um, we have spoken to them, and uh, and I've spoken. But I know my co- my colleague Catherine Function has spent mm. uh, long, long, long hours engaging with people who, let's be mm. honest, have been absolutely brutalised uh, by the state. I mean, it is a form. It was a form of mm. state sponsored torture that these uh, women went through and their children and they feel like they've been re-traumatised by what happens.
1: It's an amazing uh, story though. I, I mean, I just can't understand the position that Roderick O'Gorman, the minister, is taking or the position that the government is taking. They say that they have no option and that this is uh, the best worst option, I- I- if you like. Uh, and, and
0: they have options, Michael. Well, I
1: well, I was that's what I was remember. just going to say. I, I mean, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to say that they do or don't have options, but I have watched one experience TD after another from all of the parties, including government parties, uh, suggest that there are options, but they are not taking those options, uh, or, or they are not looking at those options. It seems
0: they're not. And you know, I mean, the, the there were options back in the in the forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies and eighties when these women were going into these institutions. There were options there as well, and the state chose. Uh, you know, cho- chose the, the worst option for them. Yeah. I uh, really, really feel that the government have made a massive mistake on this. Uh, this seems to be something that the Green Party in particular was intent on pushing through. I've heard the minister's justification for uh, for what he did uh, and for what his department and uh, and himself have pushed. I'm not convinced by what he's saying. I listen to people like Dr Maeve O'Rourke, who is an expert in this area and who has... Uh, written extensively on this, but has mm. also laid out a path for the, the government, a different path that they could take. Yeah,
1: people can read that in the journal.ie. They published an article by her yesterday making...
0: it did, and it's a, it's a very, very good article, yeah, but it, mm-hmm, it makes it very plain yeah, mm-hmm. that there were options. I don't know why the government, uh, and, and in particular the Green Party, okay. chose to go down uh, the, the route of, uh, again... Disrespecting those survivors, okay. I think that they should ha- they could have shown a lot more respect, and I think their justification this morning now rings very, very hollow. And indeed, it hasn't. Uh, it hasn't satisfied the survivors who feel themselves like they've just been retraumatized.
1: Oh, clear, clearly not. Clearly not. We'll hear more about that later in the program, but uh, we we'll leave it there for the moment and thank you indeed for joining us. That's uh, Sinn Féin TD for Dublin Fingal, Louise O'Reilly, Michael,
0: Michael Reed on, on LMFM. FM.